Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining my show, The Bright Side with Technicia, and it's all about news and motivation. Stand positive, stand on the right track, because this year we really want to grow. That's what it's all about. It's about expanding our goals and just getting to that point where we could be successful and millionaire-minded. And if you have not joined me yet on a millionaire-minded calls, please do so. The number to text is 81010 at millminded. That's at, like the Instagram symbol, M-I-L-L-M-I-N-D. And it will get you on in. It will ask your name. If you're trying to get to my broadcast, you can do that by going to the bright side with tk.com or you could call in at 347 426 But today with me, I am here with a 19-year-old channel, Courtney Atmosson, and she has found her path towards God and her teachings. Oh, and it's just awesome. She has a great book out. It's called Teachers from God. And I mean, most 19-year-olds you will find probably trying to go to the club, party, do what else is going on in this society. But she is going a different route, and I'm very proud of her for doing that. Again, um, you could go to Bright Side with TK. That's Bright, B-R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E, with TK.com. The Bright Side with Technicia, and my name is spelled T-E-K-N-E-S-H-I-A. Without further ado, I will be bringing on Courtney. Courtney, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's an honor. I'm glad to have you on. Um, As I was telling my listeners, it's a pleasure to have someone um, at a young age to be doing this. What guided you into this path? Because I wish more 19-year-olds would do that. No offense, Mm -hmm. I I love, you know, I'm tired of looking at the twerk, and and it's so young, like our youth have really lost that path. Yeah, it's, you know, I I found that I, I have felt very lonely in a sense that I didn't really have friends or mentors my age that I could relate to on this. And so a majority, a big majority of my life, um, I really, you know, found friends that were older than me. And that's what allowed me to really dive in deeper is I felt a sense of community with other people that could understand what I was experiencing. And um, so my path really began at a really young age, I would say nine years old, around nine years old is when I started to really ask these kinds of questions, metaphysical kind of universal questions, and um, it was all kind of sparked by me watching Teachings from God, or sorry, that's my book, (laughs) Conversations with God for the first time, and that's Neil Donald Walsh, 
um, similar titles. I often say the wrong one. Um, but that that book and that movie was such a um, life changer for me. And just to see someone that was struggling in life so much and feeling so separated from his life and and his purpose and he he didn't know where to go and and what to do and it was a metaphor for me in in my life and something that I I could relate to in a way um just feeling like there was a purpose to my life but I didn't know what it was and I and I couldn't find it in school and I just knew that there was something different and something had to come out but I didn't know what it was yet and and so I learned meditation. I would read those kinds of books that were um, teaching me more universal spiritual concepts. And I devoted a lot of time to that at a young age. And I didn't talk about it much with friends or anything like that. I kept it to my family and to family friends that were kind of interested in the same things. Uh, mostly just out of, I guess, fear of people not understanding or not being able to relate to me. And so I really started practicing Qigong at that time and learning Qigong, and um, that really opened me up spiritually, too. It it brought me a sense of, of communion with God, and and God, for me, was not... I think what a lot of people define as God, it it was a sense of oneness with everything and everyone around me, and it was building that relationship to uh, to the divine that was so important to me. And I felt that if I had that, that I could learn to heal myself, I could learn to heal other people, and I could essentially really have a guided life and and learn whatever I wanted to learn and, and be good at it because having that relationship with with higher source, with your higher self, I realized is basically it became like my best friend. And um, so it was kind of amazing just kind of being in, in a community all of my life and having a family that was so supportive and also so seeking the same things as right. I was. And, um, but, you know, these were all kind of hobbies for me um, up until I got a little bit older and I decided that I needed to switch to online school because my passions for music were becoming... Um, a bigger part of my life, a much bigger part of my life, and I wanted to do music. I wanted to go to music school at the time, and so I switched to online school to basically give myself more time and, and energy for that. And and through that switch, I also went so much deeper into my spiritual life, and it allowed me a lot of time by myself at home every single day to meditate and to right. learn about Qigong and yoga and um, to do the research that I wanted to do. So now, according to Ishtar, a lot of extra 
Um, now, now, Courtney, is Shagun another method of yoga or like Tai Chi? Um, it's another form of, of Eastern, like, um, it's another practice. It's basically, chi means energy and gong okay. means work. So it means energy work. Uh, and there's thousands of kinds of qigong. Um, but th- this kind that I learned, Spring Forest qigong, is based here in Minnesota. So it's just another oh. specific kind. And it's about learning to, basically, his motto is, a healer and a family in a world without pain and suffering. And right. so that that was a huge thing for me, like to learn that at a young age that okay, there's more to life than what meets the eye and there's people out there that have such a deep meaning of life and when I saw this Qigong master and then I met him when I was nine, it changed my life and um so that sparked a lot of curiosity within me and and my searching. And then it really opened when I was 16 years old. And um, it was sort of a normal day for me doing my schoolwork. And um, also I was very interested and in, um, became very curious about... Mm-hmm past life regression and and the work of Abraham Hicks and all of that stuff. It was in my house the entire time, but I didn't really get curious about it until that point. Right. And so I was I remember listening to that for probably about a week. Like in every spare minute when I wasn't doing school, I was listening to I was I was listening to Abraham Hicks or I was listening to right. um something like that and and uh just getting super curious about it and uh the the day that this specific journey opened for me was when I was 16 years old March 12, 2012. Oh and, wow. Yeah, I remember the started, day. Uh, started it was a big very day. early. Yeah, it was a very big day for me. Um Basically, what happened was I was I was meditating and mm-hmm. I felt a very different feeling come over me, and I because I had done so much research on this topic, I knew instantly what was happening as it was happening, and I knew that my yearning for something like that, an unconscious yearning, was um, essentially opening it up to me, and I felt this amazing golden light just pure potential energy unconditional love of lightness that i had never felt before it was like all of the weight of my physical body was gone and there was a wisdom and a tenderness in this energy i was just blown away it was it came into my body and i could feel it through and through and um it started to kind of spread throughout my body and when it got to my fingertips my my hands started to move and so I went to the computer and I opened up a word document and they started to type and every time I tell this story it seems to get slightly shorter <laughs> because 
it's almost, yeah, it's such an experience, and I, I still to this day, I can't put into words how it felt. But no, I, don't, I I I think it probably would be hard. But anyone who actually has mm-hmm. went through this spiritual guidance and this journey would understand what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 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 to me that's beautiful. It is. It's glorious, and it's just so amazing to see you at this age have such lighting around you. This spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this though. Courtney, the book opens with speaking about the purpose of the earth experience and the nature of the physical being and how asking is essential to spiritual growth. Why is asking through free will so vital to one's spiritual development? Well, I've learned that free will is basically the foundation of our human existence. And so our job as human beings is to knock on the door and When we knock on that door, then it allows that opening. It allows spirit to to open the door. And that's when the wisdom flows, and that's when the love flows, and that's when the knowing flows. And, you know, so that's a a very big part, a very big law of, of being human is that we get free will. And if we don't ask, then the information can't be presented to us. But we are so connected to source energy, and, and we've never left that. And it's just a perception thing. And when we when we open that door up, it's I almost can visualize like this golden thread that attaches, you know, from the top of our head to to the end of the universe. That's how I see it. And all of that love, all of that knowing of who we are and who we came to be, that's all clear when we open that channel. And it's not something new agey and it's not something, you know, metaphysical. It can be very real, a very real experience that can be, a, you know, a mundane one too. For me, it's just like having a, you know, a friend every single day that can help me with whatever I need help with and guide me. And that's what it should be, you know. What you see in the book is a lot of deep concepts, but it's also humorous. It's also lighthearted. And that captures my relationship to the divine because that's how it was very much in the beginning before all of this really started to um, come out deeper. It was very much a me connecting with my higher self and getting guidance on everyday things. And spirit doesn't just want to communicate about deep universal concepts. It's about what we want to talk about. And they delight in it. The universe delights in it because we're part of it. And so I found that, you know, it's, it's so important to ask for what we want and then to, and then to listen because oftentimes I think we, we ask and then, You know, we think it's kind of a one-way conversation, and it's really not. It's a two-way thing. So we have to be able to listen after after we ask. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Courtney, um, listening to that, let's go to this point. Um, 
How has this work really, like, just changed your point of view on life and your motivations? How can you best direct others who feel lost in life? Because mm-hmm. the way I'm looking at it now, times really have changed. Like I said, young girls are becoming more disrespectful. You see them twerking. And if I see another twerk video, I would love to just punch whoever keep videoing them because it's getting ridiculous. Our girls are not being respectful like they should be. Our, our guys are not being respectful either. Everything is about, it's out of control now. Nobody, and I, I love the Kardashians. They're beautiful, but it's more than that now. What do women have to offer? What is our worth? Man, what are our worth? I know a lot of people are going to get upset with me for saying that, but what are we What are we doing now? Mm-hmm. It's a good question because, you know, and it, it's hard for me to, to see those things and to not... Um, you know, get get a little bit angry about it as as you are too. And it's not as much about anger. It's it's like frustration that people can't see who they really are and and treat themselves and treat others with with kindness and respect and and love. And I think any of that behavior really just comes from a place of being really lost within yourself. And then. It's like, um, you know, you can be a teenager at any age. And <laughs> I see so many adults who who act like teenagers because, I mean, they're just as lost as anyone else. And, um, you know, I think it comes back to what we were talking about in, in your last question about, you know, are you, are you asking, are you wondering about who you are? Are you desiring to move into a deeper place within yourself and look at yourself and heal yourself? So many of those people that are acting in ways that are less than pleasant to watch on the news and um, even in school, I think, you know, it's difficult to see those things and you wonder where that is coming from. And I think to some degree, maybe maybe that person has been um, made to feel like they can't be who they really are from a young age, some experience, whether it was family-related or in school or from another person, guardian. If they're, if they're made to feel like they can't be who they truly are, then you start to mask yourself and you start to act like someone else and and then you lose touch with your core at some point you lose touch with who you really are you forget and for me i have learned that really following my passions and following my heart have been essential to guiding me where I need to be and not doing anything out of obligation, not judging myself for um, where I'm choosing to lead myself based on my instincts, based on my intuition. There's so much pressure just taking teenagers out of it, just all ages. There's so much pressure to be and do certain things. And and our kind of instinct is to do what everyone else is doing. Our instinct to protect ourselves is to follow other people. 
So we do that in so many ways. We do that um, just basic human um, desires, needs. We do that with politics. We do that with religion. And we we form together in that way out of fear. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to evaluate your own fears that are coming from your ego and coming from, um, you know, that part of yourself that doesn't want to be seen. And when you have awareness, when you call those things out, then they can be transformed. So for somebody that might be acting out in a way um, that is unpleasant to watch or disrespectful, you know, I think there's a lot there's a lot that people are holding back in their in their um right almost putting a shell around themselves uh-huh and they don't want to see themselves and so i think there has to be some desire some innate desire to want to transform that and if you don't see what's going on within yourself then it can't be transformed. There has to be some desire. And what I've learned is you really can't do that work for another person. <laughs> and it's hard when you're seeing people that, especially if it's no. your kids or your family that are acting that right, way. Right, right. You can't, Courtney, you can't. You, all you can do is lead them to the water. I, I can tell you about God. I can give you the prophets. I can give you the Bible scriptures. But by the end of the day, it's on you. Because everyone is going to be held accountable. When that judgment day comes, everyone's going to be held accountable. It's not going to be, oh, Courtney and mom and dad. It's going to be just Courtney, then mom and dad. Everybody's going to be individual. And and I, I want to go back and piggyback off what you said about that. People are lost. Everybody's been influenced. The media, and don't get me wrong, I, I watch, I do, I watch a lot of the shows, Scandal, How to Get Away with the Murder. But at the same time, what are we really teaching ourselves? Are we saying that it's okay for a woman to sleep around with another man? Are we saying because we watch Empire to sell drugs? I mean, yeah, we, we're looking at it for entertainment, but at the same time, what are we bringing into our spirits at the same time? And I need mm-hmm. to probably analyze that myself. Am I doing right because I'm watching these shows, you know, laughing, giggling at them, but, but we don't believe in that, but we watch it, so kind of contradictory a little bit but yeah i agree totally with you it we are we're in the times now people better start looking at these days the way that the weather's right. changing everything there's signs all around us we get to the end of the bible and people have mm-hmm. to realize that but um courtney uh moving along you know many people see the world as a fearful scary place and your book seems to present a utopia kind of world how can we relate to the words when they often feel like an escape from reality. Well, I think I think we need to kind of define what reality is because we all have different definitions of reality. And I think our collective consciousness and our society norms, if you will, they really try to nail what down what reality is and what we should and shouldn't do and who's right and who's wrong and we're really driven by fear all the time and and, and I see that so much you know 
so many people are are driven by fear in the sense that if they don't do something right, then then God will punish them. And um, you know, I think our definition of God has been very human-like, <laughs> and so it it makes sense that we would feel separated from our Creator, from our Source, because you know, it it feels foreign a lot of the time and um so I think I think that until we decide to tune in to our true calling and our true motivations, you know, then our we'll realize that connection has always been with with us and it's birthed us. And we've always been yearning for that at our deepest, deepest level. So I think if you're not really awake to who you are, then it's going to feel foreign. It's going to feel silly. And I think a lot of people might pick up my book and, and, and say, well, I don't really have an interest in learning about this. And, I, I you know, of course, there's going to be plenty of people that they're not going to be ready or, or willing to to really dive into a kind of journey like this. But there's also so many people that can feel the truth in it, can feel the wisdom in it that, yes, I am connected to a larger source, and yes, I do feel passion to know who I am. And it's it's almost like we've been in this big dream world for so long. You know, we're living in a reality that also feels like a dream. And, well, to some it doesn't. Um, to many people who are on the verge of, of waking up, it you start to realize that it feels like a dream. And and when you do wake up and you do realize, okay, it's it, you know, there's there's a bigger story to to this. There's a bigger story to this little body and um you realize that we're eternal and most of us have, you know, gotten a lot of practice here on earth. We've had many many experiences here on earth and and then you realize that that feels more real than the story you might have been creating in your, in your mind or have been told, you know, for the majority of your life about what your purpose really is and so then, you know, I think your version of reality shifts and changes the more that you awaken to your true nature. So I think when we strip down those fears and those illusions, then the truth starts to come out. And it feels less like a, um, you know, like a, a novel that you're just reading and more like the truth of who you really are. <laughs> That's what I've found to be true you start to relate to it more. You start to relate to the words more when you wake up more to who you really are. And it's a journey. I mean, it it does take time. It does take a willingness and a desire to to go deep within yourself and to see what's there. It does. And I think once you start, once you really... There's much more meaning in life to me once you know your purpose 
just the same way, considering the hammer. It's designed to hit nails. That's what it was created to do. And now if it don't get used, it's just going to sit down in the toolbox. And the hammer, frankly, the hammer doesn't care. So you have to imagine that that hammer has a purpose. And if it's not used, it don't have a purpose. We all have a purpose. I think you just have to ask God what your purpose are because in, in my world, Courtney, we are created in God's image for a relationship with him. Being in that relationship is the only thing that will ultimately satisfy our souls. And until you come to know God, I mean, really have that relationship with him because the thing is, people say, I know God. I know of him. I know my Bible scriptures. But you have to have a relationship with God. He's very jealous, people. God is very jealous. and But we haven't actually, until you come to know God, you haven't hit a nail. We, we've been used for some noble purposes, but not the one we were ultimately designed for, not the one which we will find the most fulfillment. Yeah, you know, I think that's exactly what God is. God wants to be expressed in in every way that God can be expressed and we so often we create this idea that God is above us and we're not deserving and that's very human-like fear-based ideals and it's not the truth the truth is that we're connected to this source and a source that is so unconditionally loving would never have you know, never have an idea of that, a concept of that, of separation in any way or being above anything. We're one in everything. We're eternal and one. And it's it's a difficult concept to understand from birth, from a human being's perspective. And I think that's the biggest piece of my book is, putting things in a human mind, in a human concept so that we can understand it. Because a lot of the concepts are very, very deep. And the biggest one, like you said, is the relationship to the divine, to God. And we can put any face on God that we want to, and it doesn't matter. But the bigger that we can see this creative source, the, the the more open-minded that we are, the more the concept becomes less definable and less small. And now I, I don't even try to define because I can't. It's It's beyond even an emotion. It's a knowing. It's a desire, a motivation. It's the creative source of everything. You know, I think having a relationship to that is knowing that you're eternal, knowing that you're pure potential energy, knowing that you're part of the whole, and knowing that, you know, you're you're more than a human being. And if you can draw upon all of that wisdom, then, wow, you have a lot to share. You have a lot of books to write, a lot of teaching to do, a lot of music to make. I mean, that's exactly what it is. 
it, it doesn't matter if you call it channeling or if you call it inspiration. It's the same thing. You know, the artist, the musician, the writer, the painter, it's all the same thing. We all do that. And it's inspiration being channeled through you in a way that can bring passion in your life and you can also bring passion in other people's lives. So that's what my book is about. You know, it's it's bringing forth wisdom for those that are seeking it, those that are wanting it. And for those that aren't ready, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I I don't try to to push anything upon other people. I think everyone's got a path and everyone's path is perfect for them at the, it, at that point. Right. Right. You're not here to twist anyone's arm. You're just sharing information, and it's up to people, Courtney, if they want to obtain that information. Um, mm-hmm. For the ones who really are serious about it, want to save your soul, get right, I will obtain this book and everything else. But we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back with Courtney. We're going to talk, discuss a little more about her spiritual guidance and a little more about the book and also where you can purchase it. So stay tuned. Do not touch that dial. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All right, I'm back with extraordinary 19-year-old Chana Courtney at my son, and we have been talking about her path as a secret at a young age, progressed to that point that these teachings began to flow through her effortlessly and with complete love and joy, starting at age 15. And in the beginning, the wisdom was received for her own evolution and understanding. But after a short time, she was guided to share with as many people as possible through her book, Teachers from God. And since then, she has worked single-mindedly on getting these teachings out to the public, not only through the work of the book, but expanding into sharing her insights through publishing articles and speaking. And it is so amazing. Lord Jesus, maybe we could get a hold on to this. Because we got some lost souls out there, so hopefully Courtney will guide you through this spiritual guidance that you're trying to get through. And one thing I found out, because once my mother became very spiritual, you start getting attacked. You're going to be attacked. It's going you. You have to. It's a test of faith. How strong you are. You're going to go through that battle. My mother went through it. She started saying things that she never in her life would have imagined to have seen. 
I, I mean, and it was scary when she told me. I was like, wow, really? See, it's very powerful. It is. It's beyond beyond this world, and you can only understand it when you go through it. That Holy Ghost is something very powerful. It is. Um, Courtney, you know, um, let me ask this. How how do you define God? How has, um, like, how has your definition of God shaped your personal experience? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, from a young age, I didn't really know because I always heard when people would talk about God, they would talk about a man up in the sky who I visualized with a white beard and a, you know, golden gates and um, white gowns, and I didn't ever relate to that. I could never feel a reverence with that to to try to picture God as a human. It just seemed I couldn't trust in that, and that was me. That was me then. I I didn't feel like I had a relationship with God, although I did have relationship to, you know, my creativity and my intuition and all of those things, and I, I didn't make the connection, but now I know that God is the source of all that is, and God isn't a singular being or a shape or a form, and it's really a greatness and a wholeness that is part of the universe and beyond, and this understanding really has shaped me to no longer try to define God, but to feel and embrace God for a force that flows through me and as me and continually really heals me and guides me. So it's such a bigger energy than I could understand as a younger person. And now that I've had this experience of having this, amazing this amazing energy flow through me I know what it feels like and I know the expansiveness and grandness of it and it's it's so much larger than we can comprehend from this perspective so it's it's made me open my eyes a lot more and to never to never claim that I know what's going on because right. my concepts are always growing and my understanding is always growing. So like you said um, just a minute ago that kind of when you're awakening, if you, if you choose to share um, your understanding and your principles with other people, you will. You will get people that don't understand or jump down your throat. And I've learned that I I have to discern and I will never tell anybody that I know what's going on and they don't because it's opening the floodgates, you know, right off the bat. And mm-hmm. um, so I can know with certainty that my experience is true. Right. But I will never say that it's true for everyone because right. my perception creates my reality. And another person's perception is very real to them. Right. So, and only 
Exactly. And the only perception that matters is that person's perception. Your perception doesn't matter in their view. That's why I don't go into religion battles with people. When it comes to those topics, I wean away from them because everybody's opinion is different. And you have so many religions. Some people are atheists. You know, I even ran into a couple of ladies while I work, and one of them told me, she said, I'm atheist. She said, I don't believe in God. But she said, whoever you believe in, all holy power to you. You know, she wasn't negative because you get a lot of people right. who are negative. Right. right. I mean, I think, I think for me, not having a preconceived notion about who God was because I wasn't grown into a religion, it allowed me to have a true experience of God, one that, you know, it, it didn't have any boxes around it. I didn't have to picture God as, as a singular being. And, and if I did, I think if my, if my true understanding and, and belief of God was a singular being, the information would be a lot more controlled. What I received, it would be a lot more um, inside that box. And so I was able to, to branch out more being that I didn't, I didn't have in the box kind of ideas about God. Right. Um, now, you know, of course, going back to what you were saying about people be upset with you when you share information. So that goes to this, you know, some people may have difficulty accepting that we are all part of God. And what message do you have for those that hold that belief, Courtney? What is the issue with saying oneself separate from God? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a fundamental desire, whether it's conscious or not conscious, something that is always present within within us is that desire to fulfill our soul's potential. And if you deny that to yourself, basically you are unknowingly blinding yourself out of fear of really seeing who you really are. And you have to be your own knight in shining armor. And you can't wait for for this, you know, God that you feel is separate from you to fulfill your dreams. Um, because you're the creator of your life and your experience. And to bring that empowerment to yourself creates such an easiness in your life and such a trust. You know, you realize that you're always in communion with this source, if you choose to be. And it's not just about praying to God. It's about it's about having that direct relationship and communicating. And, and it doesn't have to be done in a church. It can be done, you know, in your bedroom as you're walking in the grocery store, whenever you want. And so we're the instruments through which God speaks and... And so I've learned that um, we have to learn how to not think like a human when we're referencing God or when we're we're talking about the subject of God because it's natural to define it based on how we see it, how we would right. see each other. And so I wouldn't say there's a problem with it as much as it is, you know, what's your desire to really to really understand your life. A lot of people 
claim to be to be fine just watching TV all day every day with no observation of life, with no desire or motivation to understand life. And I think it goes back to you know, you're you're blinding yourself because you don't want to you don't want to see yourself. And you you don't want to have some obligation to need to understand more once you realize there's more than you know. <laughs> right. And it's a scary thing for a lot of people because when you open those floodgates, a lot of stuff is going to come out. And um, what I've realized, though, is you're only going to be given as much as you're asking for. And the more that you ask for something deeper to be revealed to you, you know, then it will be open to you. But you don't have to be scared about opening yourself up and then all of a sudden you're going to be overwhelmed by too much energy or too much information. That's not how it works. So I think we got to take the fear out of it and we got to realize if you want to feel supported, if you want to feel guided, if you want to feel purpose in your life, then you do have to look within yourself. You do have to take down some of those veils. And and I think it is a desire within each and every one of us, whether we well, recognize yeah, yeah. it or not. It can be transformed into anger or frustration or blame. But all of that is desire to know more about yourself, desire to feel right. connection. Exactly. Uh, Courtney, is there anything you could share that helped you get to this point of understanding our connectedness to God energy? I think the biggest thing that I've learned is everything is within myself. And I don't have the desire anymore to go outside of myself to try to find the answers. I've had so many amazing teachers and guides in my life that have helped me to nurture what's already there. But that's the biggest thing that I think a lot of people get. um, They just get a little bit strung up about is that, oh, my gosh, I you know, I don't have a church or I don't have a guru or where am I going to get the 12-step process to do this? And it's really not that complicated. (laughs) It's really not. It's about the, you know, the heartfelt desire to, to connect. And when you, when you do that, it can be as simple as finding a quiet moment to, you know, go within your heart and to say, please guide me in, in whatever way you want to express through me. And that's what I really have done. I've I've said simple words like that. And it's the heartfelt desire and the willingness to surrender where the magic happens. Right. Now, you, um, going to back to your book, a big teacher in your book is about the multidimensionality of the human being and how to use all our tools in our toolbox, which you which is called the Akash, if I say that correctly, to mm-hmm. uncover the wisdom and talents within us. 
a lot of the book requires some patience and homework. Now, how do you begin to unlock the wisdom within a physical body to discover hidden information and talent? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first it is kind of what I just talked a little bit about. Um, a lot of these concepts have that same underlying thread, which is about your desire, your willingness to go deeper. And and so it goes along that thread being that the more you ask, the more is presented to you. Um, but I've learned that there's this amazing toolbox within each and every one of us, and we've been gaining more information and, and more tools from all of our many existences and lifetimes and um all of that is stored within our Akashic records. And it's a complicated way of saying we have this storehouse, this library almost within us. And it's eternal like our soul. And it's stored in there and we can access it at any point in time. Any point in time. And it continues to gather information. So can you imagine the amazing wisdom that lies in there if you start to ask for it. Um, you know, we have we have all of these tools, and so often we have been conditioned to, um, conditioned or in some way believing that we only have one to use. And um, a lot of people that hold that belief that this is our only lifetime it can be limiting because there's so much more in there that you can utilize to help you, to guide you. And so there's an, there's an analogy in my book that basically says if you want to build a house, you can't just use a screwdriver for the entire thing. <laughs> you have right, to the whole house, dig out more. you got to have the whole foundation. Right. The foundation, exactly. And so that that goes with, you know, if if you want to um, if you want to achieve a new talent, for example, instead of you know trying to work really really hard at it, you can ask your body, ask your soul, you know, what's in here that can help me to to feel more comfortable or to be a better musician or to be a better artist, and let it flow through you. For me, I've never been a public speaker. I've never been um, I've never been one to feel comfortable in front of, you know, speaking in front of other people or really doing anything in a public setting. And I was just hyped up on anxiety as a kid. Overall, with this school was very stressful for me. And as this journey opened up for me, I started to ask, how can I how can I be more comfortable at this? Because I knew, I knew for a fact that I was going to write a book and I knew that I was going to be speaking and and doing interviews like this and it made me sick to my stomach to be honest with you. And uh. now it's second nature to me. It is so natural. I'm not nervous about it. Um and if I am, it lasts for five seconds, and then and then I'm good. And that's because I asked, you know, please help support me in my life purpose. And right, and, and you do have to ask. 
There's nothing wrong. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with asking. You don't ask when you need something. Ask. Ask every day. Ask. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to ask. Courtney, um, let the listeners know what it actually feels like to just receive these messages. What do you experience during the process? Mm. Well, it's a personal one, and through all of my through all of my research on how other people experience spirit flowing through them and the inspiration and guidance that comes, it's it's very individual. But how I feel is I feel lightness. I feel a sense of oneness with everything around me. All of my concerns, all of my doubts or worries, they're completely gone. There's just a sense of peace and tranquility and love that, you know, I, it's like, for example, if I'm, having a, if I'm having a stressful day or kind of an uptight day and I sit down and I say my usual mantra, I'm in the universe, the universe is in my body, the universe and I combine together, I feel that golden liquid light come back into my body every time I do that. And I say, you know, the highest of light, please fill me up, give me guidance. What do I need to hear? What don't I want to hear? <laughs> That's often sometimes what I would say. What don't I want to hear that I need to hear? And and then I'm open and I'm receptive. And I feel that anything that was holding me back is not a concern anymore. It's like I'm in this bigger picture field of energy and I can just know with confidence that anything that was bothering me 10 minutes before is no big deal. And if I can follow the guidance that I get in those couple of minutes and I can do that with confidence, then you're moving through life with an easiness. and Right. And it's it's like being tuned in right as you get a message instead of 10 years later when you get an illness and then you realize you didn't pay attention. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you get it right away and then you follow it and you're always in sync. You're always, you know, following those footprints and more and more in line with who you really are. And then you meet people on the same wavelength, and you meet people that are passionate about what you're passionate about. And it's amazing. It really is. It, it is. It's beautiful to see this full empowerment as a human being, to see that person developing, that spiritual growth. It's, it's gorgeous. But, Courtney, who do you look up to as, as spiritual support, teaching, and inspiration in your life? Do you follow religion or a guru or some other spiritual inspiration? You know, I have never, I've never been one to, I have gone through phases of, um, you know, kind of, kind of seeing other spiritual teachers and, and thinking that they have the answers and, and that I don't. And, and I think that's been part of my journey and part of my path is, you know, realizing then at some point that, oh my gosh, I actually have all of this and, um, that's kind of what I'm here to help other people to realize is take the pressure off yourself and realize that, you know, you you are bigger than a human being and you're, you're divine 
And so I have not followed a, a guru or a religion, but I've had teachers in my life that have helped me to realize my power and my my healing powers and um you know, Master Master Chuny Lin, who is the founder of Spring Forest Qigong, who I learned Qigong from, he has been probably my central teacher and I've found that he's resonant with me because I've never questioned I've never questioned anything with him since I met him when I was nine years old. Never once right. did I feel overpowered. Never once did I feel that my power was taken away from me or misused. I've always felt that I've come deeper in contact with my true innate and my healing abilities. And so I know that I'm born a healer. And everyone is born a healer. And that motto has changed me and, and helped me to to teach that to other people. Is you know even with my work, and I have people that come to me that kind of sign their power over to me. And I'm very clear and very deliberate when I say, you have this too, and I'm going to help you to see that. But I try to stop it right away because I want people to not become codependent on each other. Right. And I yeah. want people to find that within themselves. Now, you know, getting to the end of the show, where can people really, well, before we ask about where they could get your book, Courtney, why, why do you think people should listen to you? I mean, because you're only 19. You really haven't went through life all the way. So what would make you stand out? Well, you know, I think a big thing that draws people to me is the fact that I'm very open in what I'm sharing and I let people I let people judge me based on their experience instead of what they hear from other people or what they think is going to happen during a session with me or reading my book. It's very much not typical in in the arena that I think I might be categorized in, you know, as a channeler or as um, somebody in the New Age arena. And I think though the work itself might be put in that arena, I think I'm very different. And I think the information is truly, you know, about inspiring humanity and using it as a guidebook and it's not just about hey look at all this deep stuff that I can you know that I can do and I'm so talented and I don't have that view at all and it's very open in the sense that I I just let people find me and I don't go out of my way to convince anybody or to um, you know Tell them that this is the way, and that's the way, and, I, and that is the extra, and that's the way to be. Mm-hmm. You right. can't. It, it does not get any better than that's the way to be. Courtney, mm-hmm. I hope for so much on your journey with this. I'm, I'm thinking you're inspiring people right now, um, and I hope a lot of listeners, if they're 
probably are no listeners right now. I hope the archives show a bunch of them. Let's get that let's get that archive up, people. You can always go back and listen at brightsidewithtk.com. Um so Courtney, before we leave, where can people purchase your book? Sure. Um my website is the best place to look and that is teachingsfromgod.com. Okay. And there's a tab on there that says store and you can click on store and purchase either a paperback or a ebook version. And both of those are available. And I also oh. have other fun stuff on there that that you can explore too. Thank you Courtney for taking out your time to be on the show and enlighten us with this information. Once again, please make sure you purchase Courtney's book, teachingsfromgod.com. It's an awesome book, and I got to get my hands on it as well. I love the paperback. But before I leave, I'd like to give this message to Courtney and all my listeners today. The truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen is this. Become ready for change. When you are ready to change, the first step you must take is to clear a space for that change to happen. Most people have an easier time acquiring material possessions rather than letting go of them. Just like emotional baggage, it is difficult to let go of material objects that clutter your reality. Become aware of the material possessions that no longer add value to your life. Are you holding on to a material possession because it makes you feel secure or comfortable? Your stuff can make you feel good only temporarily. Recognize the emotional and material hold that positions have on you and let go. This will create the space for you for change. Clear out your personal space. Leave only objects that bring you joy. Your energy level will soar. Today, learn to have a practical and temporary relationship to objects. Now you can create the life you desire. Everyone enjoy the day. Let's be positive. Until you expand, before I leave you on this, I want to tell you this. Either expand your mind to match your goals or your goals with strength to match your mind. Let's grow this year, people. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, Courtney, thank you, and I hope to have you back on because I know you're going to probably have another awesome book out very soon. So thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. It was a, You're it was welcome. Amazing. God bless everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 